Well, hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast Resilience in STEM. So at the moment right now as I'm recording this, it's January. So I hope everyone has had a really good holiday break thus far. I hope you all have been able to relax, um, get on some hobbies, hang out with your family. I know during this holiday break, I have been um, playing a lot with my Legos. Um, some projects, I, I got on some Legos over the past few months and now I finally have the time to assemble them, which has been pretty fun to see the end result. I've been able to paint some more, hang out with some friends. So overall, I'd say it's a pretty good break. Um, but yeah, I think so far it's been pretty relaxing for me. But I'll get into the life update right now. So the biggest update I have is I have a few interviews. Um, so in total, I have about 8 to 10 interviews. I may just be going to 7 because um, I'm still in undergrad right now. So it would be really hard for me to travel to go to all of them and still try to go to school and do well in my classes so that's kind of like the idea that I'm getting so for the next few weeks I'll be traveling um and this kind of brings me back to the point of when we talked about last episode when I said I've been contacting professors and maybe it did pay off or maybe it really didn't matter at the end of the day because um, I remember I mentioned to you guys that I was reaching out to professors and seeing if they were taking students in fall 2024. Um, it may have helped a little bit, but um, I don't know. I think that is soon to be determined. Maybe my interviews, if I see them, they'll be like, oh, well, maybe I, recogni- I recognized you um, when you emailed me. And I was like, oh, yeah, that was me. So um, maybe that'll happen. I'm not entirely sure, but maybe it did turn out. Another update is I've been trying to balance and schedule my activities with interviews. Um, So um, basically what that's been looking like is I've been going a lot on my calendar, submitting the preferred dates I want for my interview, looking at what that looks like for me, trying to see what meetings I need to adjust, what activities I can still do when just seeing my limits so far. And um, because at the end of the day, I still need to graduate and I still want to finish off my senior year in a good note because I definitely want to finish my projects the way I started them. So at the moment, I've submitted my graduate application for A&M, um, like my graduation application. So that's been quite surreal to think about that. Um, well, one, I didn't know we had to submit a graduation application. But two, it's like, oh, wow, I'm really close to the end. I'm almost I have one more semester left so it's really crazy in addition I'm gonna start doing this when the semester kicks off but I'm gonna start applying to senior awards for A&M um essentially these awards they have there's so many big range of them but um I want to do I want to apply to one and just give it my last shot um a lot of times when I said these few episodes is um it never hurts to just shoot your shot and see what happens or don't be afraid to apply to awards that may be kind of hard to get at first but it actually ends out pretty well so that's what I've been gonna probably do and I've been planning around that and seeing what awards I would think I wanted to apply so that's something else I've been doing throughout this winter break as I'm not dealing with classes at the moment and as we kind of enter the topic of the episode this kind of pertains more to the graduate admission cycle so Even if you're applying to a master's program or a post-baccalaureate program, I feel like this applies well to you um, because this title, this episode is basically figuring out, is this the one? So 
like is this the best graduate program for you and sometimes it's not always up to just the rigor of the school or just the academics it has a lot of other factors to consider and i'll be going into that but overall picking the best program for you is hard so one person's decision may be completely different for you and there's no one size fits all or one general guideline you can follow for picking the best graduate program for you um in addition to that There may be multiple programs that are right for you or suit different aspects of your life. Um, I've thought about this a lot, like when I was applying for internships, is that I had two really good offers for summer internships, or I've had two pretty different experiences. One was completely on the West Coast, one was on the East Coast, and I could see myself fitting in really well in these programs, but they come with totally different lifestyles. So it's more like there's no one right program for me, but what program would be the best at the moment so it's just looking into that but i'm going to go into some factors that would be good to consider there definitely might be more this is just a small list of it but i think we should just get into that so the first one is location so it's asking the question on whether you want to be close or away with family if you have some constraining factors Usually, um, people who apply to PhD programs, they may have a family to think in mind. So they're only applying to schools within the state or they're able or they're trying to find programs that accommodate for families or things like that. Or do you want to live in a city or do you want to live in a rural area? What kind of area would suit best for you? So I know for myself, I want to live in a city. I want to explore and be in a really vibrant community. So when applying to different schools, I wanted to really step out of my comfort zone and do that. But I know that's not the case for everyone. So those are factors to consider for location. Another one is stipend. Now, this one is pretty interesting because it kind of goes a little bit hand in hand with location. So the stipend for PhD programs, um, usually they cover your tuition. Almost all of them always do. If they don't, don't go to that school. Um, But they will cover your tuition and offer you a yearly stipend as to like what they're going to be paying you. It's not a lot, but it's mainly to cover rent, food, and other necessities. Um, This stipend will differ based on your location, but if you're applying to programs in a similar location and one offers more that may be a better sign or one offers like a bigger move-in fee or things like that or if one offers like housing as well like if the stipend covers say okay we're going to offer you reduced housing within the campus um, that's something else to consider now the trick of your stipend is sometimes I'll give you a good example that I've been given as well like let's say you are considering Johns Hopkins and Berkeley so Johns Hopkins is going to give you $36,000 a year that's I mean like considering for graduate student stipends that's pretty good now Berkeley will offer you $40,000 a year you may think that Berkeley's offering you more per se but then you have to think about cost of living So especially in the Bay Area and California, these programs are going to be offering more because the cost of living there is so much more. So definitely when looking at stipend, I would definitely take into consider like what part of the area you're living, you're going to be moving to. If you're moving into a more suburb area, that may be why your stipend is a little lower. 
um it's just to accommodate things like varying costs of rent and food because that definitely changes like I know when I was at Berkeley um an affordable food option for groceries was whole foods and that shocked me so it's just a different standard of living um and just how the economy is so definitely take into consider your stipend and what other things it offers with you the next big factor is community. So this looks like how are the graduate students? What is their culture like? What kind of support they give you? Are there resources for you for academic for academia? So this will look like a writing center. Um, this could look like a tutoring center or something like that. Um, are you getting resources for mental for mental health? That's a huge thing. Like, do they have a pretty good counseling service? Do they give you good health insurance? And do they have resources for underserved communities? Like, do they have good student organizations you can get a part of? Or do they have programs for you um, to find a community so or find your people, essentially? Because this is a really big factor when going to grad school is that um, I've been told that it is a very hard thing to do. And being in a PhD program is just hard. It's similar to undergrad. The education is hard, but the people you surround yourself yourself with make the difference. So definitely trying to find what student organizations they have, mentorship programs. I know some programs they offer like a mentorship program. They pair you with a PhD student that's about to finish and with a new coming PhD student. And they kind of give you advice and kind of mentor you during that time. Um, there's also like outreach programs if you're really interested in that um seeing like what you're passionate about and seeing if they align with that or if they have opportunities for you to um, experience that so I'll, a good example that pertains to me and i can that you guys could probably relate to or some things like that is that i have a really big passion for student success so i spent a lot of time um creating and promoting resources for students um, to help reduce the underrepresented retention rate in college education and undergraduates level. Um, but I want to continue doing that on the graduate level and seeing what I can do. So I want to see if there's ways or the program allows you to participate in mentorship programs or outreach programs, or if there's like a governing body that you can do, or if there's things like that. Um, that you can make an impact in that way that's similar to what I want to do. So seeing if your program provides you the community that you are looking for, that's really important. And that also includes like disability resources. Um, if you are a parenting student, what that would look like, um, just things like that. Another, and this is a really big factor that we're not getting in, that I haven't gone into yet, but I feel like this is the elephant walking in the room here. This is the research and number of faculty available. So I feel like this is probably one of the top factors in deciding which program is the best for you. Um, personally, I will always pick programs that I know and I'm really passionate about the research. And I know there are many professors that are doing the research I'm interested in. Because the reason why I mention this a lot, and I think I've had the same rationale and reasoning before, is that... When you're applying to programs and you're interested in a certain thing, you want to make sure there's a decent number of faculty who are pursuing topics you're interested in. At least for my end and a lot of biomedical science PhD programs, they have rotations. So you will rotate with three to four uh, faculty members to see if that's the pr 
that's the lab you want to be in. And you always want to make sure that you have a good list of faculty you're interested in working with because either A, sometimes they may not be available for you. So sometimes they may be like, oh, I have too many students that want to work with me. Um, I don't think this would work. Or um, a faculty you're really interested with say, is saying, oh, I only take postdoctoral students. So I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to take you. So it's just little factors like that that you should take into consideration. Um, on top of the research, I would also look at the resources they have for research. This is like a two-part in this. So for resources they have, it's like what kind of centers do they have? What kind of equipment do they have? Do they have like an institute for the thing you're interested in? For me, I'm interested in neurodegenerative disorders. So if you're like interested in autism spectrum disorders or things like that, they have like, if they have a center for that or some research dedicated for that or grant funding that's dedicated by the university to solve this issue, that is a huge thing. And it should be a good factor to being like, hey, this program is really focused on the research I'm really interested in. This is a program that's really great for me. Another part with that is the resources for research is if your faculty if the faculty member you choose to work under has enough funding for you. So these are some conversations to have if you get admitted to the program. But this definitely it looks like if you're accepted into the program and you want to talk with them, okay, um, am I, how would the stipend work or things like that? Because sometimes the stipend is up to them. And if they require a teacher, things like that, um, I would just take that into consideration on whether you think that's the best program for you. And the last big factor to consider is future opportunities. So this can look in many different ways, but depending on your future goals after graduate school, because in interviews, they will ask you what you want to do after graduate school. You want to make sure that the program in mind is think is preparing you for those future opportunities. So if you want to go into policy, do they have policy programs or things you can pursue? Or if you want to go to the biotech industry, do they have company partners that you could interview with or do internships with? So these future things will make sure that you get the job or you get the future opportunity that you need. And sometimes that ties a little bit into reputation, but I will delve a little bit more into that in a couple seconds. So these are all the factors to consider. I feel like that's my list, um, the core list, but there definitely would be more. Um, this is just the things that I'm thinking of, like that I've heard from other people or that I've had conversations with current graduate students. Um, but yeah. Now getting into some advice for picking the best graduate program for you. Um, one more thing is that whenever you're picking a graduate program, the answer is going to be different from when you're in your 20s versus your 30s. So I got really good advice because I'm applying to PhD programs as a 21-year-old. And it's quite different when you're applying as a 28-year-old into PhD programs. And I definitely get that. Um, but it's more like, what kind of style program do you want for you? Do you want just a direct admit program? Do you want a rotation program that focuses more on things? You just want to get in and get out. There are different programs that have these different priorities for you, and you just want to make sure you align with that. The next piece of advice is reputation only goes so far. I have received advice from this from seminars to other people 
like, I'll just say this. Sometimes Harvard is not the best choice for you. I'll just say it. Um, someone had to say it, but um, when I did my internship at Harvard, there were some people that just did not click with the program. Like they had a, they didn't have the best research experience, but just being in the area didn't just click with them. They liked being in a more relaxed setting and they didn't like the rigid structure of how Harvard works and it just didn't work for them. And personally, I saw a lot of graduate, I mean, like, although I liked the idea of my internship, I did see like a lot of graduate students that were pretty stressed, like it was a stressful environment to be in, but it's just kind of like the lifestyle of being in Boston and being that really academic area. So I would always go with the best environment instead of research. If that is like, like, let's say you're debating between two programs and the research that they have and like the resources within that are pretty similar. But if one is, let's say, an Ivy League school and one is... I'm trying to think. I'm going to get, okay, let's say one is like Columbia and one is like University of Michigan. They're both pretty good schools, but we're going to all agree that Columbia is a probably better school. Um, but if Michigan has the best community for you, then go with Michigan because that will go farther than having the higher reputation school. Because when going through graduate school, it is so much harder to get through it and it actually will feel like it's taking longer if you don't have a supportive community that cares about you. You know what I mean? So, like, it's just trying, it's just seeing, like, what you want to have because having that supportive community will make the degree feel like a much more enjoyable experience. It'll feel more worthwhile and it actually feel like it's going faster because it's just, like, this weird thing that whenever you're having a good time, it goes by so much quicker which is weird to think about my next piece of advice is i would also talk to current students within the programs you get accepted to um and see how they're doing what their experience has been like because a lot of times in recruitment visits um and this is after you get accepted from the interview um they will try to give like the most positive image about the university and that's fine i under i totally understand that because they're trying to sell you the program like program administrators and faculty are trying to sell you to come to this program which definitely makes sense but at the same time it's like you want to know the whole story and even if there's some bad parts the good will definitely outweigh the bad if it's a program for you or if there's some little things if it doesn't bother you too much then that can be the program for you but it's good to talk to current students because they will tell you how it is entirely and they will tell you like what they've gone through, how their experiences and things like that. So they're going to give you like the real raw version of it, which I think is totally fair. Also, I would also just connect with them and see what they end up doing after graduating or see if I would talk to like some people who are about to graduate and see what they're going to end up doing. Because it's good to see like what these current students have the opportunities to do. Because if it doesn't entirely align with what you want, then maybe it's not the best program, but maybe they didn't take the same opportunities. That's kind of like a variable one, but it's take it how it is, essentially. And the last piece of advice that I could give when picking the best graduate program for you is sometimes it may just be a feeling. 
and that sounds so corny but and maybe I won't have that experience but after talking to like graduate students in both the internships I had they said it was really just a feeling for them it was really just like they just liked the program more and they just had so many good thoughts about it and sometimes it's just that gut instinct is what you need to figure it out and as I personally am a very indecisive person, I hope this happens to me because I really need that gut instinct that tells me and just slaps me across the face and says, this is a program for you. Like, you will be fine. So, yeah. Um, that's all I have in this episode. Um, but I hope you guys have the rest the rest of your January. Um, it's pretty good. Um, and I hope to see you guys next month. All right. Bye, guys.